You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the directors of Boy State, Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss. I will skip the part where I brag for three minutes about how great and cool I am. Seeing as we are all qualified young men of skill and character. People like that stuff. People like that stuff a lot. Some people say they're a sports junkie. I say I'm a politics junkie. The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. I'm playing this like a game. I would like very much to win. I love it, boys. I love it. Where are you from? I come from a very modest family. Uh, I'm on the course to be the first one to graduate from high school. I'm a progressive person, and I'm in a room full of mostly conservative people. Our masculinity shall not be infringed. I've never seen so many white people ever. I feel like everybody has a secret underlying need for bipartisanship. A message of unity, as good as it sounds, is not winning anyone any elections. Primary polls are now open. Get yourselves ready for a turbulent election. Whatever happens, dude, best of luck. You win, I support you fully. My name is Steven Garza, and I'm running for governor. Let's get the applause because... As to the political views voiced in my speech, sometimes you gotta say what you gotta say in an attempt to win. I think he's a fantastic politician. But I don't think a fantastic politician is a compliment either. We're gonna do shock and awe. It's gonna be awesome. I want y'all to take out your phones and go on Instagram. Everyone, come on. Oh my God. Show the world what patriots are made of. That when things get tough, we pull ourselves by our bootstraps. One nation under God, lovers of the Constitution of the United States of America. That's politics, I think. That's politics. Jesse and Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Thanks for having us. First of all, just thank you for this documentary. Uh, I, w- I was blown away by the film. I had never heard of the event of Boy State before this film, so I have a million questions. Um, but first, how did you come to this project, and what did you know about Boy State before joining the film? Yeah, well, we we came to the project first by wrestling with the question of political polarization in America after the election of Donald Trump in 2016. Um, you know, politics seems to have gotten so corrosive and um divisions in American life seem to have only widened. And as filmmakers, we were struggling to understand that. And we read at the time in 2017 about Texas Boys State, a program that neither uh, Amanda nor I had participated in as young people. Um, We read that the boys in Texas had voted to secede from the union. And that was our introduction to Boys State. Um, We were struck, um, one, by that playful, but also provocative gesture of secession and what it meant. For our body politic, but also we were struck that this was a, a really unusual space in American life where young people of very different politics were getting together to try to talk to each other. Um, and that's where we thought there might be an interesting film to be made. Yeah, you, you mentioned that this is kind of an unusual space. There's there's so many, so many tones and emotions going on in your piece. Uh, some of it's kind of scary, some of it's hopeful, um, some of it's funny, a lot of it's serious. 
what were your expectations going into filming? What did you what did you expect to find as you followed these kids and and followed the event? And uh, how did it compare to to what you actually captured? It's a great question. I think you know, with documentary, you kind of um, never totally well the kind of filmmaking we do, which is verite filmmaking. You never know exactly where things are going to go. Um, and in this case, really, the unknown unknown was 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 even bigger because we had never been to the program or really seen it in action um, before. Um, so I think there was also the support, you know, we had all these questions, I should say, more than expectations going in about polarization and how it was affecting the next generation. And, you know, do we still believe in this union and, you know, sort of big ideas, right? And then you get there and... Um, you know, as storytellers, we're, we're really looking for people to kind of hold on to, to carry us through that experience. We make character-driven films. So in finding our four guys, that's really um, then, you know, where we narrowed our focus, I should say. But what I didn't quite expect when we first got into this project was how much it was going to be about masculinity. I probably should have thought that through more before um, we got there. Um, because of course it was gonna be about masculinity. This was a space, a very unusual space of 1,117 year olds um, together. Um, and I, I saw that as kind of a surprising view on boyhood that we had of, of where checking in on them, where are they at? And of course I had expectations um, about how that would play out and to some degree those expectations were met and then you know in pandemonium and lords of the flies isms and tribalism and this kind of stuff but then there was all kinds of surprises and i think you see that in our film um there's really a real range of masculinity on display and some of that empathic leadership um really worked um to uh bring order to the chaos and that that was really interesting and how did you go about finding the 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 four guys that you ended up following and and was it just pure luck that the ones um, you know most of the ones that you followed ended up with with some great success at boy state i think casting was a little bit of uh science a little bit of shoe leather and a little bit of luck um we knew that we were interested in finding young people from different backgrounds because that's what's interesting about the program so that required us to canvas the state of texas and to meet a lot of young men who were different. It wasn't until we met Ben and Stephen and, and um, Robert that we really kind of understood, came into focus what we responded to, which were young people who were politically sophisticated, took the process seriously, uh, ambitious, smart and complicated. Um, those were all things that we responded to and um, vulnerable to. Um, they were kind of open to us and to the process. And you see that in the film. Um, and they also surprised not only us, but themselves, I think, in the journey that they went on. So I think we never anticipated the degree to which um, their paths would intersect and that um, they would rise to um, positions of prominence at Boy State. That's just the documentary gods smiling down upon us. Uh, and finding Renee, too, was a, a stroke of great fortune that he was there to begin with. He's an unusual uh, voice at Boy State and that he's um, first of all, he's black. He's politically progressive. This is a space that's predominantly conservative, predominantly white. But it was a voice that we, uh, we as filmmakers, needed in the conversation. I think we as a country need in the conversation. So that was um, that was luck. 
Yeah, that, I was going to ask about Rene because it seemed like you didn't follow him at first. Uh, that's he is one of the most remarkable documentary characters I've seen in a long time. Um, could you take me through the the filming process, just the specifics of it? How many how many camera teams were going at once? Uh, when did you capture the couch interviews? Just kind of what what was the process of actually capturing all of this? The lead up to this film was epic. Um, at the same time that we were um, crisscrossing Texas looking for a cast, we were also um, putting together the 28 person crew that we needed um, to have in place, you know, so that we were prepared to capture um, the week in all of its um, pandemonium. Um, and we knew that we needed those people to be a, you know, a, a major league. We needed all of the poetry and the experience we could find. And uh, we found that in a group of um, cinema photographers out in photographers out of New York called the Camera Collective uh, and our head DP, Torsten Tilo, who Jesse has worked with a bunch, um, really brought them on board. And so we had six six cameras, all, we, we fixed the look. They all uh, use the same camera, same lens, same f-stop. Um, and with them, we paired very experienced sound men uh, and women and, um, you know, you prepare as much as possible. And this film was different than our other films in the sense that it was it's usually just Jesse in the field with his camera and you can film over two years and you can shoot on and on and on and life, you know, as life gives you its uh, twists and turns. But this, you know, we had a crew of 28 and we really had to kind of let go of some of the um, ownership as directors to to these cinematographers to really because we couldn't be in every room at, at the same time and so I think that kind of release of ego and that understanding that we were an orchestra really playing this fugue or <laughs> you know it's that a, was it's important a, it's to a us. little bit like um, you strap on a pair of wings and you go running and uh, off the cliff and you sort of hope that the breeze carries you up and you don't go crashing down to to, to earth and. I think we soared with the crew that we put together with the with the young men that we found and and what the story was that emerged and that's just what makes documentary exciting I think to us um, take you have to take a risk I think to truly yeah. find something surprising and sometimes the reward is 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 um, proportional to the risk and this for us was financially and creatively and um, in so many ways a big risk but very much worth it because we think the conversation is really important. Um, and it was, you know, also wonderful to to be, we were entertained, we were shocked, we laughed, we cried making the movie, and all of that hopefully found its way into the, uh, onto the screen, um, because that's what we experienced. Oh, absolutely, and it, and it did for me, for sure. What what was, if you, I don't know if you have an answer for this, it, it, was there a particular moment that stands out as the most surprising or unexpected moment? Uh, that that you captured, uh, whether whether it made the final cut or not, just something you didn't expect to happen. That's hard to answer because there were a number of them. Uh, I will say, sort of the biggest emotional surprise um, was Stephen's um, first speech as governor. Um, we did not. We knew he was an extraordinary person 
we found him in casting and he was sort of the quiet voice um, in the room at an orientation. Uh, he's very personable and he's very empathic and he's very, he's kind of an old soul, right? And and that was our North Star sort of going through some of these early days of kind of uh, in very chaotic um, event, but we did, and we knew he was good at retail politics, but that's very different one-to-one -one conversations than getting onto a stage and appealing to a crowd of 600 um, folks who are very different from you, whose politics are very different from you. And so that moment where he kind of, you know, locks into his voice and really just electrifies the room was, I mean, we, we all, freaked out, honestly. <laughs> Jesse, I think you had a hand, camera in your hand, but I was in the room, and the, you know, watching with the gallery, and I stood up. I mean, I was along with the crowd, like, yes, you know, it's amazing how invested you get in, you know, what is a simulated election. So. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present, if you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. That's awesome. Uh, and I, I know you guys have been doing a lot of press for this film, talking to a lot of people like me. Uh, is there any aspect of the film that you haven't really been asked about or just something that you kind of want to highlight that you haven't gotten a chance to? Well, there are young men of immense talents, as you know, from the talent show. Um, no, no, I, I, no, <laughs> actually, no, no. I, I actually was thinking quite the opposite, which is that some of the sort of interesting but rarer questions are really about the sort of the decision that Boise State takes to make a two-party um, structure in the simulation. And, you know, that reflects our current lived reality. But to what extent does it like reinforce the, the flaws that are endemic in that system, a, a sense of tribalism, 
um, that you see embodied in Ben's tactical decisions to win at all cost? Um, or, um, you know, is, is there an alternate structure that might yield a different outcome, um, a third party alternative? I mean, these are really interesting. That's a big question. The second question has to do with, you know, Stephen's very kind of compassionate, pragmatic, open-minded politics to find the center that we all seem to be searching for in American life is a, that's a strategy. It's, and this is a young man who has been a Bernie supporter, but Bernie's politics are a little more revolutionary, as we know, and a sort of upturn the system. And I think that's a, you know, that's a really interesting question. Are we, you know, what's the best um, means to achieve these ends that we all seek in terms of equality and justice and um, a healthy democracy that respects the diversity of, um, you know, of American viewpoints, our true pluralism. And, you know, do we need a more radical politics or or is the kind of centrist consensus politics that Steve, Stephen at least displays at Boy State the best way to get to that point? And, you know, that's an, the answer to that, those questions eludes the scope of this film. And, um, but I think those are, I don't know, this is a very long way of answering your question or invitation, but I think those are big questions we think about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, that was a great answer. And that, that kind of, uh, it answers in a lot of ways, but I, I still want to ask it anyway. Um, what I was going to ask is what you hope that people take away from the film as we, you know, continue in this uh, tumultuous election year. So you talk about um, how Stephen represents centrism and radical ideas by bringing people to the center. So um, maybe you could just t talk a little bit further about what you hope people take away from this film, especially in this year. I'm excited that we're, you know, sending our film out into the world right now, because I do think everybody is in America is, and maybe around the world is thinking about um, our democracy. And so much of the news um, is, at least for me, hard to take in. We're sort of at a steady diet of darkness um, from DC. And I think uh, this film offers a kind of sideways and sometimes fun, but also sometimes, you know, profound look at the same kind of questions, but but ones that I can kind of handle um, right now and really also talk to my children about. My children are watching this film and I really love that kind of intergenerational conversation that can happen with this particular film. Um, so in terms of specific takeaway, I. I don't really feel like our film is prescriptive. Um, and honestly, those are the best stories for me. I think you, people will bring their emotions about politics to this film, and that is important. I just hope that it does um, both energize them, but also cause them to question what those feelings are. Um, I will say personally, my takeaway from filming this event and also from making this film is just the, that I met these incredible 17-year-olds who someday are already doing amazing things, by the way, um, in in and for our country, but also uh, that someone like Stephen exists and his kind of um, his kind of leadership, that kind of serve others and not yourself, is something that I've been hungry for. And not only did I know that he was capable of it, but then he really was able to summon this entire group. Um, to their better selves. I thought that was an extraordinary reminder that that is that kind of leadership uh, is that compassionate leadership is really um, 
part of the American story and will continue to be in the future. Um, yeah. Well, thank you both so much. Thank you for the film and thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. it. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the directors of Boy State, Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Boy State is now streaming exclusively on Apple TV+. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.